is so good. I don't know about you, but when uh, you get the worship of the Lord, it's a special thing, isn't it? Amen? Yes. And uh, I, I don't know about you, I just, I, I love, uh, I love getting to worship the Lord. And uh, it's, it's an honor and privilege. And I'm reminded and I remind our worship team and a lot that, that we, we get to do this. There's something we get to do. We don't have to do, and something that we get to do. And it uh, always helps us to stay in a spirit of humility and be reminded that God God has is, is, is given those gifts, and, and we get to use them. And he chooses, God chooses to use us. And that's, that's something to be, to be humbled by. So anyways, hey, we are, uh, we are continuing our series today called Fresh Start. Would you say Fresh Start? Fresh Start. And I want to talk to you today about thriving in God's house. Thriving in God's house. And if you if you weren't here the last couple of weeks or you missed a week, I want you to know that, hey, part one, we started at the beginning of this year. We talked about how God wants to see our lives transformed. How many know he wants to see your life transformed? And we talked about how, how he puts change agents in our lives and he's put some things in place that would help us change. And part, part two, last week, we talked about Six habits of moving forward in God and getting closer to Him. And if you happen to miss those two weeks, we have uh, started this year putting our our messages back on uh, podcast and back on YouTube and all of that. So if you missed a week, uh, feel free to go back and and walk, take a listen, and uh, so you can get caught up and continue to be with us as we as we move all move along in the series. So today we're talking about thriving in God's house, and as you're laying the foundation of your spiritual life. Or even maybe building on the foundation. Because I think we're all in different places of our spiritual journey or our spiritual walk. It's important to get in and stay connected to the local church. I'll say that again. As you're building a foundation or or you're continuing to, to build on what has already been established, let, let it be that we just don't get in, but we stay connected to the local church. You can stay connected by being involved by serving and you can be connected by, by joining a group or, or giving or developing friendships with other people. There's a lot of ways that will keep you connected to God's house. And as connected as we may feel in our world today with social media and, and with the news at our fingertips. At any given moment, we pull out our phone and we check the news or we get on Instagram or whatever it may be. We actually are getting even more disconnected than ever before. In our efforts or attempts to be connected, we find ourselves actually being more disconnected than ever before. In fact, in 2020, there was only 47% of people who were affiliated with a church. Now, we're in the beginnings of 2022, but just a year, year and a half ago, we see that decline of American people of being affiliated with church. In fact, there's a rise in people who've decided that, hey, we're not going to have any religious affiliation whatsoever. We don't want anything to do with God, Jesus, the church, or anybody. And I want you to know that is a dangerous place or a path for our nation to be on. Would you agree? You don't have to really, you don't have to really, uh, 
feel one way or another about it really, really quickly because just the other day I read an article on the news that said that in the state of Illinois, there's an elementary school that is, that there is a, uh, a group after school that is a Satanist group that is, that is entering into this school. And, and there are some people that are alarmed, but there are many people that are just like, well, it's just, it is what it is in our today, in our society, in our culture. It's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous place to be. In fact, the United States now ranks third following China and India in the number of people who are not professing Christians. We're third. Think about that. If you grew up, if, if we're in the Bible Belt, but, but just think about for a moment America being third behind China and India for those that are not professing Christians. In other words, it's the U.S. is becoming ever increasing an unreached people group. That's wild to think about. I, mean, I grew up in, the, in, the, in I was I was kind of like a, an '80s and '90s kid. We went on mission trips and we always went to other places, right? Like we always, we always, we always went to Mexico because it was a cheap missions trip, right? You just go across the border, you you witness to, to to the people, you give them Jesus, you're in for a couple of days, you're out, and and you get to go home, and your life as a teenager is wrecked. You're like, this was amazing, but now we live in America as an unreached people group. In fact, a lot of times it was always us as churches sending missionaries out to other foreign countries, but now they're sending missionaries to America to, to evangelize and to get people in America Jesus. In fact, churches are sending home, they're going home missionaries that they're sending out, that they're not even sending them out to a different country, they're just sending them out to their neighborhoods and to their city and, and just to the nation and says, hey, why don't you go out and be, be a light into your world and give people Jesus. The local church plays such a huge role in all of, in people's lives and I know for me, it was the local church that really helped develop my life, helped develop my passions and, and gave me opportunities that I didn't necessarily get elsewhere. I, I spent a ton of time at the church as a teenager, a ton of time at the church. Like, like it was, and I just don't mean church, but we were a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and a Wednesday night church growing up. So how, how many how many familiar with that kind of church? Right? All right. And so, so, so you're with me. You're like, all right, cool. And we've talked about this before, but then the evangelist comes on a Sunday, Sunday morning, and we're having revival nights, and, and, and Sunday night hits, and it hits hard, right? And, and you're there late, and then all of a sudden, Monday, they're like, we're going to have church on Monday, and Monday hits hard again, and then we're going to have church on Tuesday. And we just extended him all the way to Friday. And so every night of the week, you're changing all of your plans to be at church and, and to be a part of service and what God is doing. I was at church all the time. I mean, all the time. I, 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 did, I would go to school, and then when I was done with school, I would go to church, and I interned at church, and I worked part-time at church, and I was always at church. And it helped develop who I am and what God wanted to do in my life. It wasn't a place that that I was drugged to go to. It wasn't like my parents taking me by the by, by, by my, my shirt tails and say, come on, we're going to church. No, no, they didn't have they might have to do that for a little bit, but but after a while, it was something that I wanted to do. It was a place I wanted to be at. It was, it was a place I enjoyed 
participating and being involved at. It's where I gave my life to Jesus, and it was camps, and, and we our worship team would go, and we would travel to other youth groups and other churches and lead worship, and it was what began to frame my, my outlook and, and my life and the, the future that I will have. I love the church. I've always loved the church. Like, I, I, I love church. Like, you're like, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to love the church. Like, I, I get it, but I, I tell my kids all the time, kids, if we weren't pastors, we'd still be going to church. You know, because every now and again, as a pastor's kid, they're kind of like, can we please have a Sunday off for the love of God, of humanity? Like, can we, can we have a Sunday off? Come on, come on, y'all know, y'all, 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 y'all know church. These two ladies at the front, they know church. In fact, they, they just don't, they don't still need worship here. They actually go to church after this, like, give them a hand, like, give them a round of applause. Like, like, their dedication and their love for the Lord is amazing. But every now and again, your kids are kind of like, I just, I just want to, can we just sleep in, please? Like, you have an opportunity to do that. We don't. And that's okay. But I tell my kids all the time, like, look, we've been going to church even if daddy and mommy weren't pastors. Like, it's just, it's, it's a part of our life. It's what we do. We love the local church. And what I love is that, well, even more than that, is that Jesus is the one who established the local church. Everybody say, Jesus did it. Yeah, Jesus established the local church, and there's no other institution, there's no government, there's no movement that can replace the role that the local church has in our world today. That's why we always say the local church is the hope of the world, not because of just the local church, but it's because the local church is being mobilized and giving people Jesus that can change their life forever. Yeah, I love the local church. In fact, Jesus said that upon this rock, I will build my I'll build my church, and the powers of hell will not conquer it, will not prevail. So I want to align myself with God's purposes and spend my life building what he is building, and that is his church. So when we're a part of a local church, we find God's presence. How about say God's presence? Yeah, when we're thriving and we're a part of a local church, we find God's presence in Psalm 26, 8, it says, I love your sanctuary, Lord. The place where your glorious presence dwells. It's not that you can't experience God's presence anywhere, because the truth is you can. You can experience them in your car. You can experience them when you're getting ready for work. You can experience them while you're making some, some eggs and some some, some breakfast for your family. Like, you can experience them anywhere. But there's just something that happens when a group of people come together. There's something that happens when, when people begin to lift up the name of the Lord together. When, when, when there's, there is a song being sang in unison. When, there, when there's something happening, when hands are being raised and, and voices are being lifted. Where there's an expectation for God to show up and, and to do something great. There is something that happens in our lives. In fact, when God shows up and his presence shows up, there's kind of like this type of moments. When we were in pre-service prayer earlier today, man, there was just kind of like this ah, type of moment that just Holy Spirit just began
begin just to just to kind of just fill the fill the room and fill the space. Uh, I I kind of call it lingering when you don't want to like, like when God's presence is so real and thick and tangible that you're just kind of like I just want to sit. I don't want to leave. Like typically we have pre-service music going on, you know, and everything's you know set for us. The service begins, but. But it's like, no, we're just gonna let we're gonna let some worship music just play just a little bit longer. In fact, in fact, some of them got mad at me when we switched it. They're like, come on, man! You just changed the mood. I'm like, I know, well, we gotta you know, get ready for you know, it's almost church time. And, but there's this all oh, this sense of what God is doing and, and what, he, what we feel on the inside of our hearts and our, our spirits. I remember when we were getting done with construction on this building and we were we were probably just weeks away from getting getting in, and, and we we were trying to get the sound stuff set up and get some EQs done, and, and so we it was kind of like a we started I don't know like say like six or seven o'clock at night, and we were here just working away, plugging stuff in, getting stuff going, and I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember we were starting we ordered water burger. You know, it's a good night when you're. you're Order, you order a water burger. Come on, you're like it's it's kind of like nine or ten o'clock at night. And you're like, let's have some greasy food, right? You're like, can I can I get a number five? With, you know, it's no tomatoes and no onions. I don't want no spanky breath. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm gonna be breathing on people. <laughs> All right, like they can't do that now because everybody's getting sick, right? So don't breathe on anybody, all right? And so uh, my, my son, when he when he wants me to kind of back away, he'll just go. <sighs> I'm like, you sick kid, you better stop. And so uh, throat punch coming to you. And so, uh, anyways, and so it's just like we ordered this water burger, and we're just like, oh man, this is so good. And so we're eating water burgers with an apple pie because if you have a water burger, you gotta have an apple pie. I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all the way. All right. If you're not gonna be healthy, just don't be healthy at all, and go ahead and get the apple pie too. All right. And so we were like, we were eating. I don't know. We start. We're just playing around, doing some stuff, and it was cold. And I went the big doors open, and it was it was like a, like a day like today or like last night it was freezing. We're like, oh, that feels so good. And then we're like, Trevin, Trevin, actually, he's playing. He's doing his thing or whatever, and he leaves. I don't know why he leaves. He's like, I don't know. And it was like, it had been a couple of hours that he'd been gone. And somehow he found out that we were still here. He was like, oh, I'm going to come back up. I'm like, oh, no. All right, bro, it's 1230. He's like, I'm going to come back up. So he comes back up. And we're like, hey. We said, why don't you just play and sing something for us and just... And we'll just check it out. We'll just, you know, and, and so he gets up there, all right, so he's playing, and he's singing. And it was like one of those ah, type of moments. Like, I just remember, like, we're sitting there. It's freezing outside. The bay doors are open, right? And we got the music blaring. I'm thinking, man, the cops are going to come. Some of them complain about the noise or something, you know. And and we're, I mean, and, and he's just playing and singing. There's this overflow of God like, just, just, just using him for the moment. He just works for it. It was him in a room by himself with about 10 other guys. And it was just, but it was like one of those moments that he just lingered and he didn't want to leave. It was like one of those moments where you're like, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I just want to sit here. I, I don't want to leave this moment. Because what you're doing in here, what, what you're doing is you're preparing this place 
for, for what you want to do. You're, you're preparing our hearts, God. I don't know what you're doing, but, but I don't want to leave this. Whatever this is, I want more of this. Anybody been there before? Like, I want more of that. We just lingered. And so it was like about 2 or 2.30. We're like, okay, we've got to stop lingering because our spouses and are wanting us to come home. <laughs> so they're like calling like, where are you at? It's 2.30. I'm like, okay, we'll be there in a minute. So, but there was this lingering. There was this, ah, it's kind of And in Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe had filled the temple. And above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces, and with two, they covered their feet, and with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. See, may, may we find that God's presence isn't limited to just one place. May we find that although it's amazing to experience God's presence in this moment and in this place, but when we begin to realize that when we wake up in the morning, God's presence can be right there. When we, when we get out of our bed, can we be reminded that as we're driving to work, that God's presence can fill our hearts and our, in our cars, and God's presence can fill our hearts when we're going to the grocery store and we're just getting some, some, some uh, you know, some cereal off the off the shelf we're like hey I need some cereal and I need some bananas and I need some apples and, and I need some some beef come on somebody alright and so I've been fasting for seven days I need some 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 glory in my life like God can show up when you're working out he's there because when Jesus shows up things change People are saved and people are set free and people are delivered. There is something that happens on the inside of us when God shows up. When we are a part of the local church, not only do we find God's presence, but we find his protection. We find God's protection in Psalm 27. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek. I dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple for in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock you see as a kid it was my mom that I would run to for comfort but it was always my dad I would run to for protection it was my mom that if I wanted to feel good, I'd go to my mom. Kind of snuggled close to mom. But in the moments that I needed protection, in the moments I needed my dad to stand up, in the moments I needed my dad to, to protect me, I would go to my dad for the protection. No matter what I was going through, my dad I knew was able to handle it. No matter what, what I had done, no matter, no matter what it was, I knew he was going to protect me and he was going to guide me and that he was going to give me the wisdom that I needed. There are things that my dad told me when I was a teenager that have still stuck with me today. And some of you are probably the same way that maybe a parent has, has, has spoken some things inside of you and they still stick with you even today as you are older. No matter what I was going through, I knew my dad was going to be there. And in the church, there's this spiritual 
covering. It's a place where we find healing. It's a place where we find direction. It's a place where we find the hand of God covering us. In fact, Moses, in the book of Exodus, when he said, he said, God, show me your glory. The Bible tells us that, that God put Moses in the cleft of the rock and he put his hand over him and covered him. What did he do? He was protecting Moses. When we're a part of a local church, we also find God's provision. Psalm 84, 4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. How do you want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Psalm 65, 4 says, We are filled with the good things of your house. I want you to know that God's house is full of good things. I mean, as a kid, I always loved going to Grandma's house, Grandma and Grandpa's house, because it was always full of good things. Things, right? I remember as a kid, I was about eight years old, and my 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 nana, she would let me drink coffee <laughs> at eight. That's not something I would say you should try. But I was at my nana's house and I didn't care. It really wasn't coffee, it was like sugar, or it was like coffee with my sugar. You know what I'm saying? Like some of you, some of you don't really like coffee, you just like the sugar. So you're like, I'll have a lot of sugar and just add just a little bit of coffee, right? I don't like the coffee taste. I love sugar. So this man, Nana Papa's house always had good things. Always had a little bit more candy than I should have. My kids love going to their Mimi and Poppy's because they have more sugar than you could buy at the candy store. They're like, oh, we love going there because we get whatever we want. Mimi and Poppy's house, it has good things. And God's house is full of good things. It's it's a place where we build relationships. And it's where we have opportunities to, to make a difference and receive encouragement, support. The place we grow spiritually and find contentment knowing that we're living a life on purpose. In Psalm 92, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. See, we experience the blessings and the good things that come from God's house when we are planted there. When we are planted in God's house, we begin to experience his goodness and his greatness to be planted means to be set in the soil for growth, to set firmly in position, to establish, or to fix firmly. And your life and my life is like a seed. And the local church is like the soil, the ground that the seed gets put into. God wants you to be planted in the local church for your spiritual growth. And as you're planted into the church and you begin to grow and you begin to do some of the things that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks and, and you begin just to water the seed and begin to water the plant, you begin to see your life grow. 
All too often, church hopping has become a spiritual gift for some people in their lives. But when you are planted, it allows you to weather the storms as you continue to grow. I've seen those big old trees, maybe, maybe you have in your yard, or maybe you're out in the countryside and there's this big old tree, it's been there for a long time. And a big storm comes through, but the tree is able to withstand the storm. It's, it's able to continue to grow and continue to able to, to flourish. Look what Jesus said about the process of planting. He said, so listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if, he, but if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. What does this mean? It means that we need to be connected to the local church and truly commit our all to it. See, joining a church or planting your life in a church, it's, it's a really powerful thing. It's a thing that's going to draw potential. It's a thing that's going to draw purpose and significance out of your life. It's, it's the thing that really has shaped my life. I know if it's shaped my life, it'll shape yours as well. Whether you're, whether you're 13, whether you're 30, or whether you're 75, like no matter where you're at in your life, it's the Word of God that begins to shape us as we do life together in the local church. And in this new year, making a fresh start, I, I encourage you to get planted in the church. Don't let it just be something that is a once every now and again thing. Don't let it be something that is just whenever you feel like it or whenever you want to. No, let it let it truly be. Let it be what says, God, I'm, I'm, I'm committing to you this year. I'm giving you my, I'm going all in. Like some of you, you need to dive into the deep end. You just need to go all in. Some of you have got friends or neighbors that you know that they need to experience what we experience on a weekly basis. They need to go all in. We say all the time that, or from time to time, that you just give us a year of your life. Go all in. Get involved. Be a part. I promise you, after a year, you'll, you'll be able to look back and say, man, my life is drastically changed because I went all in. I'm, I'm amazed at when when you see people go all in with the local church. And you begin to see their lives change, and you begin to see them get involved, and you begin to be like, wow, like, like God is God's moving in their lives. You see people taking their next steps, and you begin to see that. Or be reminded, this it's never about me. In fact, the 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 dangerous prayers, devotions that we did, it, it, Pastor Greg Rochelle, he, he said, hey, pray some prayers that aren't just about you. Pray some prayers that are about impacting eternity forever. Impacting other people. I love seeing people go all in because when you see people go all in, 
You begin to see not just their lives change, but you begin to see their family's lives change. And you begin to see their friends show up and show around and see their lives are changed. And when you go to work this week or weeks after, you begin to see there's a change in the office. Because God has done something inside of you, and there's a change, there's something happening on the inside of you. And when you show up, they begin to not tell some of the jokes that they've been telling. They begin to clean up a little bit of the stuff that they've been talking about. And there's an atmosphere that changes, not because of you, but because of the presence that comes with you. I just believe that when we truly get planted into a church, we experience the life that God has for us in the way he intended us. To live it. We're rooted in a healthy, a loving house, surrounded by a family of believers, growing in a positive and encouraging way. That's what God wants for you. So many times we talk about church being a family, and it truly is. And I think the tough thing with calling it a family is we all have different mindsets or views of what family really is. Because some of us come from maybe a really good family. Some of us may come from broken families and there was a lot of hurt, betrayal, and so on. But isn't that what family is about? Is that no matter what we've gone through, no matter where we've been or what we've done, that are some people that we can depend on. Like I know, I know if I need something, there are people that I can call on in this room and just say, hey, I need some help. Would you pray for me? Would you help me if I'm fixing something? You read me? <laughs> like there, there, there are people that, that will step up and say, yo, I'll help you. I'm right there with you. And the beauty about being a family is that, is that there's, there's people that you can say, hey, please come. So I want, to, I want to remind you that when you're connected to God's house, we find God's presence. And in a sweet thing when we find his presence, we find his protection. We find his provision. God wants to do with you what you allow him. So we're getting ready to respond to the Lord today through one more worship song. This is what I want to challenge you to do. Is that for you to stand? I want you to stand up with me all across this room. And I want you to close your eyes and let this, let this be a moment that you say, God, here I am. But I want to build my life on who you are. I want to build my life knowing you. I want to build my life on the holiness of who you are. God, I pray for your people that as we, as we worship you and as we give you praise and honor, we respond to you. God, I pray as you're speaking to us, let our hearts be softened and, and let our hearts be ready to hear and receive what you have for us, God. Let this be a moment where we experience your presence, God, like none other, God. Let it be a, let it be a moment that we can say that we experience the Lord more than anything else this year so far. 
Let it be a moment that carries us, Lord, out of this place. Lord, that when we, we go to a restaurant for lunch or, or we go to work tomorrow, Lord, let it be that pe people, people notice a change. People notice a difference. There's something different about you. That your presence would just carry us, that it would mark us. God, show us your glory. And as you do, I pray we would, we would be more and more like you. Well, let's respond to the Lord by worshiping you.